RMIT University and Sin Media acknowledges the people of the Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, on whose unceded lands we have recorded this series. All contributors to this podcast would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to the New to Melbourne podcast. My name is Kevin. And my name is Brooke. And we are here to guide you through this episode as the New to Melbourne podcast unpacks stories, advice and insights for students coming to Melbourne for study. If you've listened to our previous episodes, you'll know that there are so many opportunities at RMIT in your education and also your social life. But along the way, you might need some extra support. Today, our hosts Ayu and Gigi speak with Malcolm from RMIT's Student Support Services. This episode does contain some mild discussion about sensitive topics relating to mental health. If you would prefer not to hear about this, skip ahead to one of our other episodes that cover other helpful areas. So, uh, can you introduce yourself and your role at RMIT? Sure. My name is Malcolm. I'm a student support advisor at RMIT Connect. Uh, Student support provides students with confidential advice and practical assistance regarding their studies, finances, accommodation, welfare and well-being, university policies and procedures, and other issues. We do respect students' privacy. And um, we're, we, we always say we're a good place to start. If we don't know the answer, we can find out or we can refer you to someone who does. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Can you describe uh, like a common day that you work? Sure. So I work at RMIT Connect, which is in Building 10, Level 4 of the city campus. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do consult with students from all campuses, so Brunswick and Bandura as well. Occasionally we get um, inquiries from overseas, from um, Singapore Institute of Management as well. So that's always interesting. I start work at 8.48, which is a very precise time. Oh. Um, and then uh, my day involves basically seeing students, helping students, advising students, presenting them with options, yeah. finding solutions to any issues they face or problems they may be encountering. People might come and see us because uh, they want to understand university processes better. They might come and see us because something unexpected has happened in their life that's impacting on their studies. Um, So some of those things, for example, could be they've been unwell, um, either physically or mentally. Um, They might have to travel overseas due to a family illness or a death in the family, which is always a sensitive issue to deal with. They might have lost a laptop or it might be broken or it might have been stolen and they can't afford to replace it so we can assist with financial aid. They might also have a tenancy dispute which may mean that they need to find somewhere new to live and particularly we see a lot of international students who might be experiencing homesickness or culture shock. Um, They might be away from their family for the first time and they might be trying to meet new people and make social networks and make friends in their program or outside of their program depending what their interests are. Those are very important. Yeah, I think some students, um, some might not aware how to like reach out to those, you know, services. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a good thing that they probably know now if they listen to this. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, were you? Did you study here? I did. I did a bachelor of social science youth work here, which is now a bachelor of youth work and youth studies. I think the program's transitioned. So it's along this line. The great thing about it is um, a lot of students happen to be young people. So I'm working with students who are young and who I have an educational background with as well. And uh, yeah, it just happens to be the demographic of a lot of students. Yeah, yeah. In terms of your line of work, what were the things you wish you had access to when you were a student that they provide now? Sure. So actually, I didn't realize how many services were available to students until I began working at a university. Uh, 
So I wish I had have known and accessed services when I was studying as well. I think university can be a very stressful time, even if nothing is going on in your life, even if nothing is complicated or difficult. Obviously, study is uh, a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves or pressure comes from external sources. And I think if we can help students by uh, making it easier for them to get where they want to be and do what they want to do and achieve their goals, that's fantastic. And I think that this university is very committed to that as well. We actually um, have a 2020 strategic plan, which I'm not sure if many students know about, but one of the Mm. things... I was looking at when I was preparing for this was the ways we work and it was like things like caring and kind, imaginative, impactful and inspiring and those um, qualities really appeal to me in terms of helping people out and um, and finding them solutions. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So it's not oh. just what we do, it's the way we do it as well. The way you do it, yeah. Because yeah. uh, approaching it, it's probably important, like each student are different and you got to like take consider of like Absolutely. what they need. It's funny because you asked me before about what like a typical day looks like and typically I'll be sitting in my, wherever I am, waiting for a student and I won't know what they're going to say to me. So, Uh, and when I started my job, I found that quite anxiety provoking because I'd be like, oh, well, what are they going to say when they arrive? And now it's actually something I really enjoy It's um, because we've got the time to listen to them and and to find out what's going on and, and hopefully... Not just talk to them about whatever they're coming in about, but about what else is going on. And I find that really interesting as well in terms of what they study um, and little things you pick up here and there about, you know, aerospace engineering or Indonesian hip-hop or (laughs) K-pop or whatever. Yeah, Uh, Getting to know the students, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and I guess that's part of the when I said it's a rewarding job. That's part of the um, one of the positives of it is that um, you know students come back and thank you, and they're grateful and they express their gratitude, mm. especially because we were talking about graduation yeah. the other day, and and students come back at the end of their program and they say, "Do you remember me?" And I see like <laughs> fifteen hundred students a year. I may not, and I feel dreadful about it, but they remember <laughs> me, and um, and they say thank you, and that's really nice and touching, and 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 yeah. very thoughtful of them to do that as well. Do you think that you made that kind of impact on a student too? Yeah, it helped with your like motivated you. So yeah, exactly. Clear. Yeah, exactly. It's it's why you do yeah. what you do. Exactly. That is a very important point to note. Nothing has to be particularly strenuous for you to reach out for support. Some common areas that RMIT's student services can help you with are legal advice, like tenancy issues, or disputes with an employer or financial advice. However, whatever the situation, big or small, RMIT are here for you and will connect you to the appropriate person or service. Let's return to Malcolm, Gigi and Ayu on the New to Melbourne podcast, discussing some of the barriers that prevent students reaching out for help. Uh, I guess another reason students might not come is because they might not think that anything can be done or they might think it's too late to take action. Mm -hmm. Um, And in terms of that, we never tell a student what to do. We would say, these are your options. And and we we would say, um, have you got people in your life like supports, friends, family, and if not, could would you like to talk to someone who could help you make a decision if you're really struggling with knowing what to do? Another reason that students might not want to come and see us is because of stigma around mental health. Yeah. Um, so that's the idea that being mentally unwell is not the same as being physically unwell. And people might think that they'd be thought of or treated differently if they if pe- other people found out they were mentally struggling. Yeah. Um, so I guess, and I guess talking about our values and the qualities and the way we work, we, we definitely don't want to um, discourage anyone from presenting for whatever reason and, and seeking help. Because I guess like 
with the many services offered, it might be a bit daunting for someone to go through all those options too. Yeah, yeah. as a student. Yeah, I, I guess um, in terms of if you're talking about mental health in particular, we've got RMIT counselling and and counsellors. Yeah. Um, bilingual and multilingual in many cases. Um, so students can see them and converse in their first language, which is a great bonus and advantage. But, um, you know, we're never going to force anyone to speak to a counsellor or to see someone or do anything they don't want to do. So it, we would just present them with, with the services that are available and the support that we can. And in that sense, we work with other services as well because we provide practical assistance and other services provide other kinds of support like the job shop in terms yep. of careers and employability. You've got equitable learning services in terms of students who have an ongoing health condition that impacts on their studies. Um, you've got a whole range of services that students can access. Just, and, and it's we're, available for them, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're just like, a, um, a, if they put their foot in the door, we'll happily welcome them in. Yeah. So that's like transition to this question. How might a student be able to reach out or get in touch to you? Yeah. So they can Google RMIT Connect. And the first result is the RMIT Connect portal. Um, it has all our contact information on it. There's an RMIT Connect location on every campus. Student support's only on the city campus, but we can um, see and speak to students from other campuses if they're prepared to travel or we can give them a call. You can also log an inquiry by the RMIT Connect portal and um, that will be triaged and assigned to us. Um, or you can uh, contact us via web chat and the links are on that page also. Okay. We mentioned previously that the classroom environment is usually quite relaxed and teachers are friendly and approachable. Even so, you still may not feel comfortable talking to them about your personal issues and any concerns you may have, and that is okay. If any personal circumstance is impacting your studies, assignments or exams, please get in touch as soon as possible for support and do rest assured that everything will be kept in confidence. In his time at RMIT, Malcolm has seen many developments of how student support is approached. Here, he reflects on this. How has the approach to student support evolved? Like in the perception of like stress as being a normal part of student life? Sure, I think as I said before, um, studying can be stressful regardless of what else is going on in your life. So um, I think that... Um, thing, places like the Study and Learning Centre, which is just located one floor above RMIT Connect in um, the city campus, so in Building 12, Level 5 in the library, is a fantastic place because often students who are stressed put off doing their work or put off doing their assignments and then they fall behind. But the Study and Learning Centre can help you with tips and strategies and, and tricks in terms of um, note-taking and essay writing and getting your assignments um, into good shape so you can submit them on time. Um, so I think the other thing to say about that is that, um, you know, the earlier you engage with services, the almost the better off you'll be um, because um, it's like any problem. If you've got a cold, then you go and see a doctor and it doesn't turn into a flu and then you don't have to go to hospital yeah. and you get better yeah. quicker. Um, so... Um, I think that knowing about what's available and finding out and educating yourself like by listening to this podcast is, is a great way oh, of... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Smooth, yeah. <laughs> I guess one thing to say is student, no student support advisors are, are psychologists. We do have some mental health training, but we're not... Um, RMIT Counseling is staffed entirely by trained, professional, experienced, um, qualified psychologists. I, I think 
I, I'm always in awe of international students who come to RMIT to study because I say to them, you know, I couldn't go to whichever country they were from and study there because I, I only know one language and it's English. And uh, an international student actually had a go at me the other day because I was misspelling a word on, on the screen while I was typing in front of him. And he said, come on, man, I speak three languages. and <laughs> You can't even get your one English language right. Um, so I think... I think um, I think that anything we can do to make people feel more comfortable and feel them, um, make them more prepared um, and willing to engage and get help when they need it is fantastic. Managing your finances as a student can be difficult. Malcolm shares specific tips on how to get help with this area and what to do if you find yourself in an unexpected financial crisis. So what are like the support and services that we have offer to students that they might find very helpful? Sure. So um, I guess one of the things we deal with for local students is financial assistance. So we give advice about Centrelink and income and income tax and finances and budgeting. But I guess um, if students are experiencing unexpected recent short-term financial hardship that's impacting on their studies then they can come and talk to us and we may be able to assist with financial aid. Um, so that comes in the form of a few different things, like uh, we may be able to provide emergency vouchers and we may be able to provide emergency accommodation depending on the situation. Uh, we can also help with housing establishment costs and we can help with things like repairing or replacing a laptop if students can't afford to do it for themselves. And there's lots of things that can pop up that students can make. So we have a, a grant, it's called Student Hardship Assistance, and um, it's like a scholarship, you can apply for it at any time throughout the year. It's not a loan. If you're approved, you don't have to pay it back. And um, it, the best way to find out about it is to come and talk to student support at RMIT Connect. Yeah, because you offer for like very specific situations too. Uh, yeah. It can be, yeah. It, it can be. It, 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 because it's funded by SAF, mm -hmm. it, it, um, it, you have to meet quite strict criteria in order to be considered right, eligible. Yeah. But um, student support providers can help you make an application. In 2020, RMIT's city campus now has a medical clinic on site. Direct billing, which refers to no out-of-pocket fee, is available for all international students with current OSHC insurance. So you can easily access doctors and other healthcare professionals in confidence. In this episode, we have covered many areas of student support. Let's recap now on the New to Melbourne podcast. One of them that I think I refer a lot of students to is the student legal service. So that is a fully qualified lawyer who is contracted to RMIT. He's a community lawyer and he doesn't run cases, but he does provide advice and referrals and information to students about legal matters, including tenancy. Okay. And it can be any other legal matter. It could be a contract issue, it could be an employment issue, it could be an accommodation issue. It could be a scam, which unfortunately mm. some students are exposed to. So uh, it's free. Um, he's part-time, but um, he, you can submit an inquiry online if you search for a student legal service at RMIT, um, and that's confidential as well. Okay, yeah. I guess one of the reasons we see a lot of students at the start of their studies is because they're looking for somewhere to live. As you know, RMIT doesn't have any accommodation that it runs, owns, or manages itself, um, but we do provide students with a huge range of resources so that they can find somewhere that's convenient within their budget, so that they can get to and from uni, to and from whatever campus they're studying on, and we can follow up with them um, in terms of um, their, their lease and any... Um, we provide a huge range of information on our website about renters' rights and um, tenancy and, and your obligations and rights and responsibilities, and we can provide a lot of assistance there as well. So I think um, in terms of that, in terms of remembering students, you often remember students who have come to you because other students have suggested that they come to you. 
Mm. Um, so word of mouth is fantastic. Obviously, there's a lot of information around on the internet and um, on the RMIT website and on various associated pages. We hope that our information, if you come and see us, is accurate and correct. Um, And we can provide the best advice as quickly as possible as we can because often like there's um, timely issues that students have to deal with, like visa renewals, visa extensions, ECOE requests. Um, So, And that's not a straightforward um, thing to deal with, um, especially... As I said before, I couldn't do it if I was studying overseas, so, yeah. Yeah, you probably need help with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would need I would, yeah, support. Yeah, I'm just thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you... I think um, student wellbeing and inclusion, who um, are part of the students group as well, mm-hmm. they had the therapy dogs at the exam venues, so they arrange oh, things yeah, like that. Yeah. And they do the basket weaving that's up in Connect every now and again in Building 10. And they also have art projects that people get involved with. I think there's a huge mural up on the wall here at the yeah. moment with all the, <laughs> yeah. all the hands cut out. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, there are a lot of things that the student probably can get involved with if you feel a little bit out of the circle. Yeah, and yeah. I think the other thing is, you know, things like student media are fantastic as well because, you know, CNFM, you've got the newspaper catalyst. Yeah, RMITV. RMITV, exactly. You could be a star. Ooh. <laughs> New to Melbourne is a Scene Media and RMIT University production and was co-produced with RMIT students. The executive producer of this project is Rebecca Makasa. Thank you to Gigi and Ayu for their work on this episode and to our special guest Malcolm. The music tracks you have heard are Passport via Purple Planet Music and Open Flames by Blue Dot Sessions via Free Music Archive. For more podcasts and scene content, head to syn.org.au.